right, folks. Welcome in. It is Ram's Edge, and this is episode 24. I'm your host, Jake Ellenbogen, and today we're going to be discussing the Rams camp before preseason. A lot of fun. Uh, can't wait for the first, you know, Rams football game since the Super Bowl. Um, pretty awesome stuff there, obviously. But I think there's some that we can definitely talk about because with all this stuff going on with the Stafford news and Van Jefferson and, you know, now I've heard all sorts of people ask, are we going to get Kareem Hunt? Um, just simply all of that. So, yeah, I'm going to open up the floor. <clears throat> I'll be taking callers the rest of, uh, you know, this show. So this is all up to you. You guys want to hit the call in button. I'll also, you know, invite you all to talk. And whoever wants to speak can do that. Everyone's getting invited. <clears throat> if you don't want to speak, just ignore it. No big deal. But um, I don't know where our other guy just went. He just called in and uh, I went to add him to the list and he uh, he left, it says. so. But yeah, hope everyone is having a great, what is this, Sunday night? <laughs> so let's see, Marv, Isaac... Uh, Rams beat and Owen, you guys have all been invited. So if you guys do want to chat at all, um, you know, you guys can definitely do that. There we go. What up, Jake? How's it going? Hey, good, man. You know, I was just talking to, uh, I'm, I'm pretty active on, you know, other spaces where other places where there's, you know, live chats and stuff. And, um, you know, it just, is it? It just just came to my mind, literally out of the blue, talking to a bunch of Ravens fans t- this morning. Do you think it's? Do you notice a difference? So let me put it differently. What what do you notice for this off season, for Rams off season, like as it relates to how critical or worried or, um, you know, maybe looking at things through rose colored glasses or that kind of a thing after winning a Super Bowl versus you know, the prior years, and even if it's just even the McVay years in the off season, um, I just feel like, you know, I'll tell you my thoughts on it was just that everybody seems to feel, you know, a little bit, obviously more comfortable, more relaxed, more, you know, not on edge, you know, Stafford's going to be fine. This is going to be fine. Nopum's going to do great, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It just seems to be a lot more optimism overall. Yeah, I mean, I definitely noticed that. You know, I I think that you you would think that happens more when your team wins the Super Bowl, right? However, I I tend to kind of, you know, look at the past Super Bowl champions, and it never felt perfect. Like, you look at the Eagles when they beat the Patriots, and Eagles fans were like, oh, good thing we we won that one because Brady had our number. And, you know, I just kind of think of it as this. You know, the Rams, they added Sean McVay in 2017. And when they added Sean McVay in 2017, essentially, you know, they knew, they believed in him, right? They they add him at 30, they go against the grain, they go out and get him. When they got him, it instantly changed the culture. It changed everything, quite frankly, Um, you know, when you look at that. So I do think with that said, since the Rams had already been in a Super Bowl, this isn't just relief. I think people have been waiting because it, the way they looked at it is if Sean McVay does get over that hump, they are going on a run. Um, 
and he did. And when you look at the fact that, yeah, like Robert Woods is gone, but they added Allen Robinson. And then you're like, okay, well, you know, they let Troy Reader go and they upgraded to Bobby Wagner, you know. It just kind of gives you a good vibe. Having all those those big names and, you know, even though Whit- Whitworth's gone, people know Nopum can play. People know Alaric Jackson might be the best backup left tackle in football right now because of the way he played last year. Um, you look at the running backs. You know, they were top 10 in the league in 2020. And then, you know, they're 24th or 25th this past year, and it didn't even matter. The Rams win the Super Bowl. So now you have to imagine they'll be better this year now with a healthy Cam Akers. I just think they went through so much last year that I think people are like, just like, all right, bring it on, you know. And the whole Stafford thing, I think people really sniffed out the bullshit, if you want my opinion. Um, it's not to say Stafford doesn't have discomfort in his elbow. It's not to say that Stafford might not be a little banged up because he is. He's been that way his whole career. Uh, but it's it's literally, I was saying this on JE Live on YouTube the other day, it's the Trey Lance effect. What is the media going to write about if now Trey Lance has already become the starter? There's no quarterback controversy. So now we have to, you know, not necessarily make up stories, but blow up what's actually happening. He misses a pass. It's not just he missed the pass. Now it's he's doing bad in camp. But you talk to George Kittle, you talk to Brandon Nayuk, you talk to Debo Samuel, and they're not saying that. Those are the guys catching passes from him. So now you look at the Rams, and why I bring that up is that there's not a story in L.A. They want to repeat. That That's the story. The Rams want to repeat. Is that juicy enough to get readers and, and viewers and listeners' attention? No. So I think they've really been pushing this – Stafford deal on us, especially because, I mean, I'm not saying the media wants guys to get hurt, but I'm sure they were hoping the Van Jefferson stuff would be a little juicier than just, yeah, he dinged up his knee a little bit, uh, he tweaked it, he's got to get surgery, and he'll be back potentially by week one. That's not juicy enough, you know? So I think a lot of that came down to they're really trying to sell everyone on a story, and I've, I've always said this, um, if Stafford's elbow was that bad, he would not, under any circumstances, be throwing in meaningless training camp. So, yeah, that's true. You know. that's, that is true. Yeah, he was, and he was throwing bombs. Do you want to come on um, in the speaker role? Sure. Because I'm inviting everybody in the speaker role, just so we can be more open. I tried to get that one lady that joined because she joined the, um, you know, she tried to call in. And the problem is when you call in, it's just one person. So it, it's like, I mean, it's it's civilized. And that's the point that, you know, that's why it's there. And if we get eight people, that means we maximize our speakers. But at the same time, if we don't have a ton of speakers and we have everybody as a caller, then I can only add one person and then people will likely drop out because it's like I'm ignoring them. Oh, yeah, no, I got you. I got you. I, I don't know how to get up the speaker. Um, I think you have to send them an invite. Yeah, I sent them an invite. I don't know. Does it go to your DMs when I send you an invite? 
No, it just pop up. Um, Let's see. Well, I can keep you in the speaker role, and then if anybody wants to do a call, and I'll just uh, request them to come and speak. So what's going on? Well, we still talking about Stafford's elbow? Unfortunately. <laughs> well, hey, is you know, it just sore, or is it just like kind of a little wore out? I mean, it's Stafford. He's been banged up his whole career. Nothing is going to be comfort at this point. Yeah, he's been in the league, what, 13 years, something like that? He's been in the league a long time, since 2009. He was drafted number one overall, so, you know. But And playing for Detroit makes it like he's been in there for, like, 50 years. That's actually a great point because Detroit probably shaved off some years on his, his life, essentially. <laughs> we want to be brutally honest. Same probably. Not, no, that's a definite right there. Oh, when you're on mute, I don't know if you were trying to talk or not. Well, I'm just listening to Jake, but right now when the opportunity is there, I'll speak. But right now I just want to listen to him. Oh, yeah, no worries. I just want to make sure you were on mute and they weren't talking. <laughs> Oh, 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 and uh, you you took the spot that I had like three weeks ago. You just gotta just jump in there, bud. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, hey, Jake, I'm sorry, I gotta jump. My uh, daughter just got here for dinner, so I'm gonna jump off. I'll catch, oh, no you I'll catch you all next week. Sounds good. Thanks for stopping by. Okay. I'm not gonna lie to you, Jake. I'm, I'm, I feel like this season's a lot better for us fans because I remember last year we had a bunch of heart attacks in those games. The Packer game was one where everyone was like, "We should have cut a one that game, but we didn't." And like we're all worried about everything. Then the 49er game that I don't know, it, it kind of like really brought us down to earth. Like, how do we lose so badly to these guys? Nothing was working or. Well, I don't know what happened. Man. Yeah. And then Sean McVay at sometimes his play calling killed us. Yeah, I think he got better over the course of the year with the play calling for sure because yeah. it it was scary. Um where you were like, Man, he, he's playing not to lose and it's causing us to lose. <laughs> you know? So no, I, I hear you there for sure. Um now what I'll say is I think last year and going back to what, you know, um, he was just talking about, you know, I just feel like when you look at this past year, it was kind of approving, showing them that they can do this because Sean McVay, I don't think would have gotten more dangerous if they lost again in the Super Bowl, I think there's more of a chance he would have started to overthink himself, overshoot himself. And uh, I, I honestly think that could have stopped them from ever winning a Super Bowl. I really do. That's why it was so imperative for them to get it done because being 0-2 in the Super Bowl, you know, having that success too early on and not having the full success can really hurt you. Yeah. But I feel like Sean McVay... He's going to really, like, learn a lot from this year. He's going to be a lot more – he's going to think a lot more with his head instead of his, like, his rest decisions because I didn't like when we went four and out 
on those third down conversions, and the other the other team already knew what we were doing, and just got Stafford killed, or the receivers couldn't catch it. Oh yeah, he, kept, he constantly kept doing it, and like he needs to learn that not not everything that he calls is gonna work. But yeah, no, you're you're right. I mean, I definitely didn't like some of the play calls, and you know, I I don't like the whole play not to lose mentality. I don't like the whole. Uh, hey, you know, it's third and 22, so we're just going to do a handoff here. Uh, like, I want to see them actually try to convert that. You've got Stafford. you got all the weapons you have. And you go for go for the gut, you know, go for the gut punch. And I also feel like that was another thing that I didn't like. Uh, going back to the Houston game, they got up on them so quickly. They were dominating them. They take the starters out in the third, and, like, they didn't really try to, to finish the game. And I think that type of... Killed us, especially against that Titans game. I was. I think that carried into the Titans game. I was so nervous. I I don't know why, but I had that emotion like we're not gonna win this game. I even though that sounds like a bad and like no, something's not 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 correct in the air. I don't feel the the emotion in these players. They all feel lazy, sluggish because I have experienced that when I played football. We're going against this team. They were not that good at a losing record and. They kicked our ass so bad. We caused like three fumbles. The quarterback caused like three fumbles. So one of my teammates, Charlie, horsed me, and I was out of the game. It was terrible, and that's what I felt exactly. Then just how they got through so quickly, I was like, "What? Is this the same offensive line that was top top ten in the NFL? Just to crumble like that with two defensive tackles and everyone else just rushing in?" Yeah. I was like, what the hell's going on? And then no one could catch any defense. Oh, no. The offensive line, the interior just died from the beginning. Whitworth tried his best. Robin Havenstein and Whitworth did their best. But Corbett, Edwards, and Allen, they were not not on their A game, man. They got exposed. And that's not the, that was not a good thing. But yeah, I feel like they're gonna be a lot more competitive this this season because they gotta like they gotta have to get have to get continuity the offensive line. Oh yeah, replacing Whitworth is probably one of the hardest things the Rams the offensive line can do because it was just that voice that that anger in the team. He didn't like losing, and of course he was our best offensive lineman, even though he was kind of regressing a little. Havenstein now is our best lineman, but I don't know if Havenstein can emulate that same energy that Whitworth brought. Yeah, I think Havenstein has to step up and be the leader of the offensive line, in my opinion. Um, you know, we'll see what, what happens there. I mean, I'm sure Brian Allen might end up being that because normally guys at center, you know, they're they're more raw, raw. You know, they're more like in your face. So, oh, Jason um, Kelsey, Jason Kelsey type of centers. I mean, him. You got. The, the guy, unfortunately, he's going to miss the entire season uh, for Tampa. Oh, Jensen? Yeah, Jensen. Ryan Jensen. Oh, yeah. You know, so. But, yeah, I want to wanna see the Rams more aggressive against these good teams to show them, like, yeah, you may be better than us, but we'll still kick the crap out of you no matter what. We'll still put up a fight. I want to see that yeah. against the Niners especially because they get away with so much stuff. Fred Warner, when he hit Stafford, and he was like, I didn't hit him. And there, there was clear evidence that he, he hit him. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, I understand, like, these 49ers, they don't like us, but they're not to be such dicks about it and, like, injure our players. Because we really don't injure their players. They injure our players the most. And, yeah. Then Jimmy Ward, I don't know why. He's like, when we both lost, when we lost them twice in the season, we didn't, like, shake their hands or anything. And he didn't, and then he didn't even shake the hands with the Rams players when they lost. So I kind of, I really don't like that guy. I, I, I like. He him. seems like he's more baggage. Yeah. Like he's kind of like a victim. He plays like that victimhood, you know, type of guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, still, I still laugh at it to this day when he says same old Stafford, and I was like the same old Stafford that sent your ass packing back to San Fran. It was so awesome to see them. Well, I'm just excited because it's gonna be a really, this is gonna be a really tough schedule, and I feel like we're gonna be able to beat all these guys. But it all starts with Stafford, the offensive line, the wide receivers, and just Sean McVay just keeping all of us in check and keeping that mentality. We gotta fight like every game is a Super Bowl, like um, Bruce Irvin said. Well, he had to, uh, so he was interviewing the ramp a Rams player. He was like, each play, each game you're playing is like you're playing a Super Bowl. Each game. Yeah. No, that's. I mean, that, that's very true. Now, you know, I think going into preseason, um, you know, kind of going through like real quick, you know, you look at like the quarterbacks. Do you think John Wolford plays this preseason? Because I know he didn't last time. Uh, or do you think it's going to be Perkins and Perez? Well, if I'm Sean McVay, I think I'll let Wolford play for one series to see if he still got it. But most likely, it's going to be Bryce Perkins. I have a feeling. Did Torres uh, play for us for uh, a couple oh, yeah, years for... back? Sorry, bud. Did the Rams play who? Torres. Ain't he been on our squad before? Uh, Perez. Yeah, he, he had been in the squad uh, a couple of years. Okay. What's up, Darian? My- um, Marv, are you there? Yeah. I can- I'm enjoying the conversation, but I'm watching uh, the Dodgers beat the crap out of the Padres. Go Dodgers. Uh, I gotcha. Sorry, Jake. Great, great afternoon for uh, LA fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, going back to what we we're talking about, Perez was a couple of years ago. I think he'll get some playing time. I think they really are going to give Perkins the opportunity. Wolford, I think, like Owen was saying, will probably play, you know, a series or two. Um, and then running backs is interesting because it's like. You'd like to see Cam Akers get some more stuff going before he, you know, just dives into the new season. Um, I don't think giving him a couple carries here and there would hurt, but, you know, it does just take one play to get hurt. And obviously he's already torn his Achilles, so they might not do that. Daryl Henderson absolutely will not. Um, You know, Kyron Williams, hopefully he's back with the, the broken foot. You know, then they have... Other running backs, you know, they went out and they got um, A.J. Rose. <clears throat> they got him. Uh, they put Xavier Jones on the, the IR, I believe. So, 
Raymond Calais is also playing for a role. Jake Funk's playing for a role. Um, you know, so they got Trey Regas, uh, who, you know, he's playing for a role. So we'll see how well those guys operate in preseason. Wide receiver is going to be interesting because wide receiver, you know, since Van Jefferson can't obviously, you know, play. And, I mean, I don't think when you look at it, I mean, you don't want Van – you, you don't want Van obviously playing in preseason, but I mean he not he might not even be ready for the first week, so that changes things. It's like you can't just throw Tutu Atwell in there, have him play all of preseason. You kind of have to maybe have him play a series or something. But you, you know he might be the third guy. So Jacob Harris is probably shut down all of preseason due to injury, which is an absolute bummer. Um, ben Skoranek might get some time. Brandon Powell might get some time. Uh, McCutcheon might get some time. So. You know, there are definitely some guys there. And then tight end, I mean, I don't know if they're going to really play any of the three. Uh, maybe Bryson Hopkins starts. I don't hmm. think they'll play Blanton, you know. So then you have um, totally his name is escaping me. He's a friend of mine, and his name is escaping me. Uh, Pettigrew, Jamal Pettigrew. So you have Jamal Pettigrew, and then you have Roger Carter. So those are the guys that I would expect to probably get the majority of reps in preseason. Um, then after that, you know, you have the offensive line. Obviously, they're not going to play any of the starters, but Logan Bruss has to earn the starting job. So he might play. Would have to imagine he does play. Uh, Alaric Jackson will play. Tremaine Ankrum will play. Coleman Shelton might play. Bobby Evans will be playing for his life. A.J. Arcuri will play. Adrian Ely, Chandler Brewer, Jeremiah Colon, Max Percher, Jack Snyder, the UDFA will play. Also, that new guy they just added in the wide receiver room, uh, Austin Trammell, is probably going to get some opportunities, as well as J.J. Koski, Warren Jackson, and Landon Akers. Forgot to the, new guy, the new guy, could you tell us about him? Because like, i just seen that on Facebook today. Yeah, he's... Uh, he, he's a wide receiver from Rice uh, who's, you know, he bounced around a little bit uh, with, you know, Atlanta, a guy that was waived, signed the practice squad, waived, signed the practice squad, waived, signed the – and, you know, so, like, he's not – he's not anybody – like, he's 24 years old. I don't think he's anybody to really, you know, worry about as far as making the roster. He might be a practice squad guy, but, you know, I don't really see him – really like doing much if that makes sense like I think if if he does anything uh he'll he'll show up in preseason and give the Rams something to discuss in regards to you know making him uh, a practice squad candidate but I don't think Austin Trammell was brought in to to make the 53 I can tell you that so um you know what's interesting is how the Jacob uh Harris stuff is going to shake out because Jacob Harris comes in and he's not healthy to start week one, the Rams might want to throw him on the physically unable to perform list. He'll miss the first three games, I believe, uh, but it does give them a roster spot. And you're going to need that because if you're trying to keep, if you think about this, you're trying to keep Van Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson, Tutu Atwell, Ben Skoranek, that's five right there. Okay, then you have Jacob Harris would be six. Then you have Brandon Powell would be seven. So that's seven, and then at some point down the line, if you want to get OBJ back, which I think they do, down that's eight. 
to make a tough decision, you know? And so I think that's something that is really going to be dependent on that because, you know, the Jacob Harris uh, injury, they might prolong that if they feel like they need to. You know, they might keep him on the physically unable to perform list to start the season. So it makes it easier for them to kind of do the cut down because it's not going to be easy. When you're a Super Bowl champion, it is not easy to do cut downs like that. It's just not. Going from 90 to 53 like that is just ridiculous because you think about your 75th guy who's clearly not going to make the roster is probably good enough to make a roster in the NFL. So you're cutting NFL caliber players. That's what happens when you're a Super Bowl team like the Rams. So, you know, for instance, a good example is actually, you know, Brandon Powell isn't going to get cut, I don't think. Uh, But, like, a guy like Lance McCutcheon might be good enough to make, you know, half the rosters in the league as a back-end wide receiver. Same with Landon Akers. Same with J.J. Koski, you know. And because the Rams are so loaded, those guys won't make it. And now, you know, you have to look at, like, the the sacrifices they're going to have to make. I mean, even if they, you know, are like, okay, we gave a third-round pick for Bobby Evans. Like, we don't want to get rid of him. So he might have to be one of the odd men out because even if you want to keep him around, like, they're not going to – they're going to have to play the numbers game. And I just don't see how you keep him and all those other guys. And also, they might have to keep – three quarterbacks because they put so much development into Perkins and they really like what Wolford does. But keep this in mind. You know, if they don't keep Bryce Perkins, he's already made enough noise in preseason. Teams already know too much about him that they're not getting him back. If they caught him, he is not coming back on the practice squad. I agree. You know, (laughs) there's a lot of different things there. And then you look at the defense and talking about guys that'll play. I mean, Sean, Greg, and, and Aaron are not playing. So then you look at Marquise Copeland. Does he play? I mean, this guy is going to be the fourth man, essentially, on the defensive line. Uh, Ernest Brown, of course, is going to play. Hoyt is, of course, going to play. Elijah Garcia, Jonah Williams, you know, I'd expect they play, you know. Um, but aside from that, I mean, I don't really see, you know, those are the guys that are going to play. And then you look at the outside linebackers, it's like Hollins isn't playing. Obviously, Floyd's not playing. You're not going to have Terrell Lewis play. So it's actually a golden opportunity for the outside linebackers because here's like they added a couple guys. They added Braden Thomas. They added Benton Whitley. They added Keir Thomas. But in reality, the guys that are starting in preseason, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be Chris Garrett and Daniel Hardy on opposite sides. Oh, yeah. That was I was waiting for hear that Daniel Hardy. So I think that's going to be very fun to watch. It opens up a huge opportunity um, to, to see what you have out of those guys. Um, obviously Chris Garrett already showed you last preseason, but now Chris Garrett will be going up against higher tier guys because he'll be playing early, early on in preseason. Unlike last year where they brought him in towards like, you know, the second half, um, you look at the inside linebackers, big, big opportunity for guys like Christian Roseboom opportunity for a guy like Jake Gervas, who's trying to make the transition from safety to linebacker. Anthony Hines the third, who actually made the roster yet again in the offseason, and Jake Hummel, the UDFA out of Iowa State. Huge opportunity for him. Then you look at the corners, and I don't oh. know what they're going to do here because, I mean, I would have to imagine they're not, obviously they're not going to play Ramsey, but I have to imagine they're not going to play David Long. They're not going to play Troy Hill. They know what those guys are. So Robert Rochelle will probably play. Darion Kendrick will probably play. 
Uh, Jacoby Durant will probably play. They're using Russ Yeast a lot more at nickel, so he'll probably get an opportunity. Tyler Hall, Grant Haley, um, you know, Caesar Dancy Williams. And then I think TJ Carter, who has actually had a decent um, camp. Then you look at the safeties. Fuller's obviously not playing. Neither is Nick Scott. Neither is Burgess. Neither is Rapp. So it's, you know, Quentin Lake, if he gets off the physically unable to perform list in time. Then you have J. Ron McVeigh. Then you have Dan Isom. And that's really it. So those guys are going to get huge opportunities that you just don't really see very often for these young guys. I mean, the way the Rams, you know, deploy their roster in preseason, you can see why these UDFAs are signing here. They're signing here because it's a golden opportunity for these guys to actually get playing time in preseason. And they know that. I mean, we're talking most of these guys aren't going to play. So the UDFAs might start. Think about that. The safeties are going to be all UDFAs. Damn. That's the crazy part. The Rams have a good system. Well, it's farming. Even if these guys don't make the roster, other teams are going to want it. So that's yeah, a golden opportunity. McVay knows how to make a. Let's need McVay know how to make a roster. Unlike other teams, where they have just their starters, they put starters in when they're not supposed to, and then they have they risk a high chance of getting injured. But for the Rams, I can't wait to see all these guys. I want to see the cornerback room because that's going to be a really fun battle to watch who stays and who goes. Like, didn't Jacksonville play a lot of starters last year? Yeah. 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 Did you see what happened, though? Tyson Campbell, their second round pick in 2021, got banged up. Oh, yeah. He got, he got, uh, his neck, ain't it? Um, that was a different guy, but that, that neck injury was bad. That was, uh, Keelan Cole. Yeah, I wasn't watching. I was listening to you doing the game thing. Oh, so you remember I, like, freaked out. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that stuff. I, I really hate injuries, man. Like, I, I mean, I'm sure most, you know, normal human beings do. But, uh, I mean, I get, like, upset. Um, you know, the, the next thing, like, it's, it's a fast game. I get it. But that was just a – that was a bad hit, man. Like, you're – you're putting that guy's life at stake, essentially. What was yeah. it? Did he? Did someone? Uh, did the other guy hit him illegally? Like he went straight for the head? He went straight for the neck, essentially. Oh, crap. oh yeah, I've seen that. I was like, what the heck is this guy doing? Yeah, I was like, why? Are, why are you hitting there? I mean, there's, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but, um, but yeah, looking at preseason guys, I mean, I think. We're going to, you know, it's not going to be a blow it out type of preseason. You know, the Rams aren't going to be dominant. I just think it's so exciting to be able to see, you know, Daniel Hardy and Chris Garrett. To be able to see, you know, the back end depth of, at safety and corner. Uh, you're going to see the rookies. You know, you're going to see potentially Brandon Powell starting at wide receiver. Oh, yeah. You know, I think there's a lot of opportunity there because of that. Uh, Jake, as of right now, who do you think is safe on for the backup offensive line? Because I know Lyric Jackson's going to stay Coleman Shelton, but I don't know about the left guard, right guard, and the right tackle. Because Bobby Evans hasn't done anything spectacular so far. From what, from what I've seen at camp, he just keeps keeps getting um, demolished in camp. Before you so, answer that, before you that's answer a good that, question. I, ain't Bobby Evans the one that like been 
attached to us for the past three years that every year we say he's going to get cut and he still makes it. So, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, man. He's like the bad itch that we can't get rid of. He's mm-hmm. like uh, he's like Mike Thomas. Took so long for them to get rid of him, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, a really good question. I, I look at the offensive line. I mean, obviously, if you're just penciling in Logan Bruss as the starter, then you got your five. You got No Boom. You got Edwards, Allen, Bruss, and Havenstein. They won't play. Uh, well, Bruss will play, but the other four won't. Um, Shelton is also in the mix to play right guard as well as Tremaine Ankrum. I do think Ankrum Bruss. Shelton play. Uh, so I think those guys, if you're doing the math, that's seven that they would keep. Jackson's eight. Then I think they might keep our Curie, which would be nine on the offensive line. And then after that, I really don't see who they would keep after that. Maybe, maybe they would keep Jack Snyder, the UDFA, or they would keep a guy like Adrian Ely for some more tackle depth, or maybe even Chandler Brewer. But I can't see them keeping Bobby Evans. Like, it just doesn't really make any sense. And this is not an offensive line that's overly talented. I don't look at these guys and think, like, their back end is, like, super, super talented. Like, I cover the Jets, too. So I look at the Jets' offensive line, and I think they got a ton of depth. So that's going to be wicked hard to make those decisions. Um, but for the Rams, I think it's it's relatively easy. It's basically going to be, you know, you're starting five of Nopum, Edwards, Allen, Bruss, and Havenstein. So that's five. You know, Ankrum, Shelton is seven. Jackson is eight. And then if you keep Arcuri, that's nine. And if you want to keep ten, you'd go with Brewer or Ely or Snyder. What that's about really Cologne? And I'm not really a big fan of Jeremiah Cologne. Hmm. Well, they t- they typically like him though because I mean he's been there for so long. Shelton's going to have to play because he's the only uh, other center. Um, I know they've been they've been working out like guys like Jack Snyder at center. I'm sure they probably makes, gave Cologne an opportunity to play center. So yeah, makes sense. We'll probably, We'll probably see some mixing and matching. The problem is I want everybody to keep your expectations tempered when it comes to Bryce Perkins because Bryce Perkins is not going to have a great offensive line in in preseason. So if this guy's running for his life, if this guy's getting sacked, if this guy is not throwing, uh, you know, dimes, like try to keep, you know, an understanding that this guy is playing behind a USFL offensive line, essentially. He's going to be scouted big time. I was Hopefully about to say, the Jaguars offensive line where they were getting killed. Giving them back flashbacks for when he played in the USFL. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, the Jaguars were absolutely getting slowed or killed. It was hard to watch. Well, hopefully we don't have that problem with Bryce Perkins, but it should be fun. I'm really excited to see all these rookies, see who develops, who doesn't, who makes the roster, who doesn't. But at the same time, for once, we actually we don't play the starters for once, which is a good thing because other teams are going to want to play the starters for sure. I think yeah, I'm set. actually going to try something new. Um this preseason, uh, well, at least this preseason game on Saturday at 10 p.m. Eastern time, I'm going to be on here live so we can all talk during it. So 
if anyone's interested in that, I'm going to be doing a watch party on call-in exclusively. Bad. And then what I think I'll do is afterwards I'll go live on YouTube and give my thoughts to the people that don't have this app. Um, and I'll, I might do like a pregame on YouTube. And if it goes well, then that's how I'll keep it. If it doesn't go well, then I'll do, you know, YouTube, uh, you know, watch party for the pre, for the, uh, the preseason games and then just do call in as like a post game type of deal. But yeah, I hope, hopefully most of you guys, uh, you know, stop in and, you know, if you want to talk a little bit about what's going on, I think it'll be fun. It will be fun, Jake. Yeah, it will. Sounds uh, good. Like, uh, I guess we're getting ready to go, ain't we? Um, what was that? I said, I guess you're ready to go, aren't you? I'm not leaving. Not yet, anyway. Oh, okay. Okay, I just wanted to say, uh, your last live, last Thursday night, um, I was listening to it, and... You were doing your thing, and, like, I, the doctor said, like, I was having seizures and whatnot. And so, like, I got cut off on your live feed a lot, like, halfway through it, and uh, ended up in the hospital for the, the Thursday oh, night, Friday I'm sorry afternoon. to do that, man. You're doing okay? Yeah, I'm doing good, man. And I was, like, I was, I was ready to get back on here because, you know... I missed out on half of that show, and I was like, you know, I was like, that was a bummer that it happened to me, but, you know, what could I do? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad you're okay, and uh, I appreciate you telling me that. Man, that's that's scary. Yeah, you were talking, and the old lady come in after the shower. She was, like, trying to talk to me, and I was non-responsive, and she was like, <laughs> shut his phone off and I'm you know, looking like do you really have to cut my phone off and she killed the feed on it I was like well but I was unresponsive <laughs> I couldn't do anything but like mainly like tap my fingers or whatnot. so yeah, yeah. well hey you know health is health is everything so I mean that's you know I'm glad that you're uh, you're doing better cause that, that's that's scary man oh yeah see I'm glad uh this year, I came back from Florida because last year I came back from Florida and I broke through my Achilles tendon. Like, y'all don't be mad at me. A couple of days before Cam Makers did his, so I was kind of pissed at myself about that. Oh yeah, that's that's harsh. I've never had what? an injury like that. I got hit by a car. That's the worst I've ever had. I mean, I broke a growth plate in my ankle that has caused my one leg to be a little bit longer than the other yeah. crazy right but uh you know I, I sprained my ankle broke a growth plate in my other ankle uh broke my pelvis and i had like a giant gash in my head but that's the worst injury i've ever had these football injuries are like running into a truck though so i mean like, i don't even understand but nolan i see that you're uh you're muted what's up my friend What's going on, fellas? How we doing? That's the boy Nolan. Hey, no, man. I'm just listening to everybody get their two cents in. Uh, yeah, this preseason is going to be fun, though. Uh, I think uh, 
everybody should be, be be prepared for the for the other fan bases to be a little over the top. You know, <laughs> talking 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 extra spicy over over a preseason game. Possible win. What fan base is gonna go off the hook? You know what I mean? So just are gonna be the first. Don't don't take the bait. Just don't take the bait, yo. Especially on Twitter. Don't fall for the bait. They're gonna try to get under our skin. You know, we don't got fans. Uh we bought our ring. Um oh Mickey Mouse ring. That's horrible. Because why are you still repeating that from twenty twenty? But expect it. Expect it. They're not they're not clever. So, you know, they're gonna repeat a lot of the same same old stale jokes. Just I hope we dead. don't get Chargers fans literally claiming that they own the SoFi oh, Stadium when they win a preseason game. No, How long have they been doing they, that? They've been doing it since the building opened, uh, honestly. <laughs> and they when, when I'm on YouTube, I constantly get, fuck, I constantly get them, the, the Chargers are loaded, this and they get buy Chargers tickets. Nothing Rams related, just pure Chargers. Everything, everywhere I go, Chargers, Chargers, Chargers. Like, what the hell? Did, did the Rams just die or something? You like, know what I mean? Where's, where's their merch? Where's their where's their hype? Not just your Chargers here, Chargers there. Like, come on, bro. And you hey. know, I I I I get it. They're trying to you know build build their base. They want to be confident in their team. That's cool, but they don't have to play into that little battle for LA stuff. Like, it ain't real. It's like it's no point, man. Like, it's not that. Deep. Not saying not saying because they don't got fans or nothing. It's just no point in that because. Like, we really don't play them. So it's just like, it ain't really a rivalry. It's it's, it's like manufactured on the low. So last, last time we played, we beat their ass here in LA in the Coliseum. So. Yeah, like, so, but, well, you know. And, and, but you know, during the season, it's going to be spicy. They play the Bengals, too, week three. Oof. I just, I just asked them, when's the rent due? Because they always. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they hate that. That's the best line, though. That's the best line. It's like, just make sure the rent's on the first, man. All that yeah. what you're talking about is fine. Just make sure the rent's paid. Sir, you you cannot live here without paying your rent. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think we the Chargers fans are pretty understandable. I don't know. They're, like, relatable, whatever. But there's some that are, like, man. I, I don't the, know. Like The ones I, I, think... I know in real life... Super cool. It's all love. Like, they don't even bring none of that up. They be more worried about the Chiefs and all that. You know, the Raiders and all that. They don't even be, they don't be no smoke for for the Rams. But online, that's all I see. (laughs) You know, I log in and it's like, it's some bolt up 77 uh, guy (laughs) underscore. And and it's like, all right, bro, like, and he's telling me, well, we were, we were the original team in L.A. in 1745. Like, bro, don't, no. nobody, don't nobody care. Like, don't nobody, y'all nobody. only bring it up to say that when the Rams are brought up. Y'all don't care about that fact. Y'all no. really don't care about that. And y'all was there, what, eight minutes? Who cares? Like, eight minutes? Cause look who came back, and it mattered. Like, but the home was San Diego. Home your home is San Diego. That's right. fine. It's not, it's not our fault. Your your owner is a piece of shit. Yeah, Spanos is horrible. It's not our fault. It's not yeah. our fault. He he, that, he took for gold. He had gold in San Diego, but he wanted cold here in LA. You no, know? he yeah, set you I mean, that way. 
Yeah, so. Spanos is. I mean, he shouldn't own a team. He's he's the least. He's he's the the the. He has like no money essentially. I mean, when you look at owners, he's not even the least richest. I can't even say he's rich. I mean, he's not doing well financially. I wonder so, how much Crunky is, uh, pay, tells him to tells him to pay for the rent. How much his rent is? I mean, I I'll be honest. I think the NFL is probably like, all right, give him a pass because they knew that they botched the San Diego stadium. But I mean, you know, it, it's just I don't know. Spanos isn't a good owner. That's really what it comes down to. I mean, it's on the level of like the Oakland Athletics. I mean, you, you know, <laughs> Nolan, we we talked about that. But the Coliseum <laughs> is literally a crap hole. But man, the athletic the the Oakland A's, man, I feel bad for them. I feel bad for the fans. All that. It's just bad. Did the city approve of them like getting a new stadium? I, or... They did not. They're moving to Vegas. It's gonna happen. They got to get out of Oakland. They have to. Yeah, I mean, Oakland a- is like ain't nothing, ain't nothing Oakland no more. It's San Francisco. Anything, if you ever hear yeah. San Francisco, you don't never hear of Oakland. It's probably the thing that sucks is the fans are really good in Oakland. They're you know they're diehards. Why you know yeah. they're really pissed off about the Super Raiders, diehards. pissed off about the A's, and I think you know at the end of the day they just have really bad leadership. And I mean, you know, look that. Remember the the Lions Stadium before Ford Field, like that literally just basically um, it, it's just sitting there, like their original stadium is just sitting there and it's just dead. It looks like a a, a fallout, like a post fallout stadium. Um, that's what the Coliseum is going to be because they aren't going to have the money to facilitate it. No one is going to want it, and they're not going to knock it down, so it's going to stay there and cost like taxpayers money essentially. San Francisco would take the Oakland Athletics with open arms. If the Raiders, <laughs> they love the Raiders, they love anything Las Vegas. They, yeah, they love their sports teams. If that's anything that Vegas taught me is that they love their sports team. Yeah, but they have the San Francisco Giants. Yeah, the Chargers Stadium in San Diego just sitting there. Yeah, and it's sad because guess what? Like they, no one's operating it, so it's this giant structure. That people spent so much money and time to build, taxpayers spent money for it to be built, and it's just sitting there. It's, it's just a rotting away. So essentially, the fans were all behind San Diego, and the, and the owner did a dickhead move and just yanked the team out of there. I mean, that's exactly what happened. So they yeah, because still- he used the he used the excuse about not getting a new not getting a, a, a new stadium. Yeah, and, was, and here's here's the kicker. He wanted it given to him by the NFL. He didn't want it. Yeah, he wanted it from the NFL. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, so then he threw his name in the hat when the whole bidding war for L.A. came up. He threw his name in the hat. Yeah, so, and they even tried to screw the Rams out of it. They tried to team yeah. up with the Raiders and have that really bad Carson Stadium project. I so don't even actually even Carson they're planning to make. So he actually could have had like the backing of the people there, like yeah, say somewhat like Green Bay has, and had all that foundation there, and opted to go be a you know back row singer in L.A. You you opted to be the little brother, like 
You opted to be the Mets. Yeah. <laughs> the Clippers. The Mets. The like, I mean that's what you're called. And, and it's that, like it's only the Dodgers, the Lakers, and the Rams. And hmm. every try to compete against them. Except the Raiders came down. And when they were in LA, they were fine. Yeah. You still well, the only reason the Raiders, Raiders didn't make any sense to team up with the Rams in L.A. is because they're fans. Right. I mean, that's really what happened. Like, the NFL wanted, because the whole SoFi Stadium plan was to make it a family-friendly environment and to make it an environment that allowed the NFL uh, offices and front, like, the headquarters to come to that area. Yeah. And they're essentially trying to make Englewood better because Englewood is not good. Um, Hollywood so, Park, that is no good. Yeah, so they're trying to make it better, and they basically envisioned the idea if Raiders fans were there, it would not be family-friendly. <laughs> oh, and no. it would be an absolute mess. <laughs> a grown a grown 50-year-old man would be in a little kid with his little Ram jersey. Go Rams! Shut up. <laughs> my dad went to my dad went to a Buffalo Bills game, um, and there was this girl in a Miami Dolphins hat who was like oh, rooting God. for the Miami Dolphins. This was years ago, and uh, you know she was like "Go Dolphins" or whatever. And this guy said like "Shut up" or whatever, and like he took her hat off and threw it. Like my dad told me, he was like, "I mean, people are just like mean, man. Like they take See, this this stuff so seriously." That's that's the thing I always dread going to a game because I want to go to a game. I want to be in SoFi one day, and you know, if it happened to be a rival or one of those diehard fans that's in the mix, I hope they don't touch me. I hope they don't touch my hat. Don't touch I know. My, my nachos enough like just don't my nachos. Let me, let me let me let me root for my squad. You know? Let me watch ninety nine. be destructive. And let me let me let me say horns up. Who's house rams out? Let me get my chance off. Don't just let me rock. Don't don't you know I will but, say I don't know how many of you would survive going to the uh, Rams and Packers game if you haven't already. Because oh god, I, I went to one in 2018. It was freaking terrible. I just up here. I was there, and it was it was just go pack go in my ear the entire time. Yep. But and I was they still lost. Rogers pumpkin. It was just. It was nonstop. It was like, <laughs> I believe go, pack, it. go, go, pack, go, go, pack, go. And I'm like, oh, my God, dude, the Rams just scored a touchdown. Why are you still chanting? <laughs> Why are you still saying it? <laughs> they just went, in, they they just went they, three they and out. That when they left the stadium, go, pack, go. Y'all, dude, just, y'all, y'all just lost. Still, I, I think go. the most annoying was, well, because it's the only loss I saw for the Rams. Uh <laughs> It was the Washington Redskins game, the second game that Sean McVay ever played, ever coached. And, um, you know, they had just destroyed the Colts right after What's-His-Face. The dude on Fox Sports 1 said Scott Tolzien was going to run roughshod of the Rams. I'll never (laughs) forget that as long as I live. Um, The the more heavyset guy on Fox Sports 1. Yeah, Whitlock. Yeah, Whitlock. So, yeah, he said that, and then they won 44-6, and that was without AD. And then AD came back, and, of course, all the everybody was saying, because they lost to the Redskins, oh, the Rams are 1-0 without Aaron Donald, and 0-1 without Aaron Are the Rams better without Aaron Donald? I was like, oh, get that what? out of here. But uh, 
Yeah, so that was stupid. But when I was at that game, um, the Redskins fans were just, like, annoying as hell. And then they won at the end because Goff clearly missed. He had, uh, what's his face, wide open. He had Robert Woods wide open in the end zone. He took forever to throw the ball. And then it gets it gets tipped. They lose, whatever. That was also the game. Todd Gurley had like the greatest run I've ever seen. Like yeah, that was guy. the hurdle joint, wasn't it? Oh, the hurdle one. Oh, that one. Ooh, yeah. And then I, I'm we leaving lost? the stadium. I thought we and, won that game. And Redskins fans are saying, "Whose house?" Oh, God. and I'll be entirely honest with you. I've I've gone with the vibe of Rams fans, but I don't even like that chant. Like I'm not. <laughs> I'm not really a fan of Pooh's house. I thought I thought Mob Squad was better. Um, yeah, I'm more Mob Squad. I like Mob yeah, Squad like, a lot better. Like Who's House, Rams House. Like I just feel like you're feeding into when you say that. That's more about like SoFi Stadium and claiming SoFi yeah. Stadium. But if you believe that, you don't have to say that. You know what I mean? Like like the the Chargers. I think I already pissed off someone because they just left. But uh, you know. <laughs> That, that's the thing. Like, the, one char- the one Charger fan. The one Charger fan. <laughs> you're giving in to the little brother syndrome if you're saying whose house. That's my thought process. I like the Mob Squad better. Like, like when well, I the think mob about Squad, just sounds awesome. Yeah, like that. That I because the reason I like it is because a lot of a lot of my peoples and homies they always joke about us being like. Of mafia, the team, like they were like, nah, the way y'all be getting players, man, it's like y'all some y'all got like mafia money over there or something. It, it, it just don't make sense how y'all get these players. So I, I like know. that whole. Hopefully, I like that whole mob squad thing. Plus, it just sounds dope when you think about that yeah. team back yeah. then. And um, you know, I feel like right now we got a little bit of that vibes continuing. So. You know, I think our defense should be called Miles God. I like and that. Like, I'll also say this because I'm, you know, I'm a diehard Rams fan. I cover the Rams, all that. Um, but there are little things that annoy me. Like, I, I'm not a big fan of Rams House. I don't like the Ram Head. And another thing, I'll say, I hate Ram it. And here's why. <laughs> let, let me explain to you why. Because I've had Lumber Irvin on my show. I've had guys that actually were part of that video on my show, and they said to me. That no, 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 they no, believe no, no, no. to this day, being forced to do that stupid video was the reason they lost to the Bears. <laughs> For real? <clears throat> yeah. Like, Leroy Irvin flat out told me, he's like, we played like garbage after that. He's like, we had to get on this flight to go to Chicago, and we had just filmed this video, and everybody was tired, and they didn't care. They were all about trying to promote this stupid ram it. But, like, they essentially, like, nobody that was part of that video likes that. No Ram. Because that just brings back, brings them back to the days they had an opportunity in the playoffs and they lost to the Bears. Because that was basically, like, them not taking football seriously. That's how a lot of the players looked at it. Like, uh, the playoffs. Okay. That was during the playoffs. That's what people don't get. Like, you know, people like me, essentially. Like, people that are my age don't know that. They just think it's a funny song. I hate it because I've talked to people that have told me being a part of that video, it was just awful. It was a bad experience because it was stupid. They looked at it as a distraction and they didn't win. And I mean, if you think about it, we'd be memeing the hell out of some uh, of a team doing that today. 
So I'm not surprised that they didn't like it back then. And I'm sure the Bears are like, oh, yeah, you're going to do that, huh? You know? An important milestone in Rams history, the Ramit. It was a <laughs> it was a joke now, but knowing the history, God, it was terrible. Oh, man. Yeah, because you know the I, history, it ruins it. I, I've, I've watched that video a lot and just – Enjoyed it for the like, just the yeah. I, I enjoyed what it because it's, it's funny, but and like, yeah, it's oh. like it's it's like it's funny to me. I like when Vaughn put you know all the the, the new that the was current funny. players. That was I I love that he did that because that means he went digging for that. Like I don't think nobody told him about that. He went and dug for that because I like the fact that they did that. But um, but it is and, funny uh, how like the players that were in that hate it and they just pretend not to because everybody loves it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, like I, I've like flat out been told by those guys they do not like that because it just brings I, back I bad memories. It. I believe you know? it. I mean but I'm not honestly, I'm not gonna lie to you. I I I rap that Jackie part sometimes <laughs> just because it's, it's it's hilarious to me. I'm like why would what, who wrote these verses for my guys? Who wrote these? Like what's going on here? Did they write these themselves? Like, but well, I, like I said, I, I like Vaughn doing it though. I, I thought that was, was fun. Uh, that will always be a funny part of history in Rams. It's that, sad that, too, but knowing the story behind it, holy shit! Yeah, well, you, like, know, you know what's uh, what's funny is that I mean, think about this. Do you know why the Rams will never use the throwback St. Louis colors? Think about this. They'll never use the throwback St. Louis colors, not because they're St. Louis. I'm sure down the road they would look at St. Louis as a throwback, right? But they'll never wear them because St. Louis, one, never won Super Bowl in them. Two, lost the Super Bowl in them. Three, everyone remembers the greatest show on turf dynasty ending in those uniforms. And four, the Sosar Rams, the worst stretch of Rams football in the history of their entire organization, came with those uniforms. Yeah, they got a stench to them. So even though you can make them look beautiful with the new Nike like paint schemes, they'll never do it for that reason. Yeah, which I fifteen years. Ah, rough, rough. I mean that that's the thing. So, so yeah, I mean you know kind of looking at that, you know that's how I look at. But then I mean, so I'm not a big fan of Ramit. Really, I hate it. But I don't like. Um, I don't like Rams house for the reason I explained. And then the reason I don't like the Rams hat is because people made fun of the quote-unquote snail, but I thought the St. Louis Rams head was by far the best. I thought it was fantastic. I like the St. Louis head. If this you one... made it the same color as now, that would have slapped. I wouldn't mind that if they would have just put the royal and the soul colors on the old one. The it didn't help one. that all those mock-ups of the, uh, the new Ram head, that with it all these like homeschool uh, graphic designers did so much better of a job. <laughs> I see. I seen a handful. I liked, and some of them I didn't though. Some of them was too like Noisy. they felt cartoonish, like high schoolish. Like you know, the Ram oh, yeah, was like no, I, had I like agree. steam coming out of his nose, and he's growling, and it's like, <laughs> All right, bro, it's, that's not he's screaming like Jesse from. <laughs> yeah, he's screaming like Jesse. This is like that's not. That's not my Ram. I'm, I'm, I'm one of those guys at that moment. That's not my Ram's head. I'm sorry. That's not going to work. But no, I, 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 agree I, 
I thought they could have did a little bit more detail with the newer one, but I, I know they went for more of a minimal look, but I think a few little tweaks would have would have it would have hit. Um because I feel like they're basically trying to modernize the one, the OG one that Rams had from way, way back. But Yeah. Um, well the problem is I, it looks like a polar bear with as Eric Dickerson says, Dick knows. Yo, Eric Dickerson hates that logo. Like he has a reason. He hates it. I get it. I get it. But like I said, I I don't mind it now. I really don't. I've I've grown. It doesn't bother me. Um, I didn't hate it when it first happened, but I I get why people didn't like it. Like I said, I liked the seventeen one. The white and blue one was. I, I thought that was clean and just it looked lights to me. But um, um, even with the L A logo, like I I didn't hate that either. But uh. I love the LA logo. I don't know why. I just started to it, absolutely it, love it. it. I feel like it hits different now. You know it, what I'm saying? Especially like, now they won the Super Bowl. Because I, when I see the all the teams, right, and they mostly use that one for us, and I see the other teams' logos, they look like two decades ago. While ours look like this it's year. Like, like it looks not like modernized. Yeah, th- this looks like right now, and I was like, "Yo, I get why they did it." Yeah. And it, and you know, I know the OG fans now. Since we're on this path of hating things, I'm gonna. I hate. I love our fans. I love. I love. I love our fan base. I love I, everybody that's riding. I love y'all. But the ones that cannot stop talking about the jerseys, you have to stop, bro. Like you. You cannot run an account talking about the jerseys at this point. Like, I could not care less about any of those threads. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, we won the chip. That's all like- that matters. That's all that matters. You ain't got to buy the blue because of the gradient. Fine. Don't do it. Get the modern throw back. Or just go get the old OG ones. We we don't need any more analysis about the jerseys. I, I I'm serious. Like, stop it. You mean Stop. like the uh, the Rams YouTubers that are popping up out of the blue and all they're talking about are jerseys? I I I not a fan. <laughs> and I'm I in mean, their comments letting them know, know you this know ain't me. it. You know me, I I'm never going to like, you know, crap on a fellow content creator unless it's Mike Zero, but that's a completely different. Thing. Hey, look. <laughs> I mean, that guy literally just makes up everything. Uh, Imagine him making Rams content. The Cali meme. What does he actually do? Oh my god! If Mike Zero was a Rams fan and made Rams content, he'd good say, lord! I'm hearing news that Kurt Warner's coming out of retirement. Yeah, he's gonna play for the Sam Rams. Bradford is <laughs> and oh, talks no. to, to return <laughs> and possibly. Get a gig as the offensive coordinator when no, no, he's not. Stan Crockett talks to sell uh, the team to Iman Abramovich of Real Madrid. <laughs> but I, I, and I it's, it's that, um, that, um, Les Need no, is gonna is a new owner of uh, Manchester City, oh, Arsenal from Stan Kroenke. Sources have told me, and these sources are trust me. Oh yeah, the Rams are gonna unre- unveil this new pink uniform. Like, yeah, he would be all over the freaking. <laughs> yeah, world. like 
But then he'd, he'd, so he'd, he'd say it. He'd say it so he'd get his eight minutes in each video. So it would oh yeah, he's dragging it. He'll talk about where the jersey was created, like the old one, not even like the L.A. one, like the Cleveland Rams jersey. He'll break down where that was created, how it looked, <laughs> who no, did you it. No, it's funny where he was this. born. Because like, bro. He would- he would literally be like the Los Angeles Rams, owned by Stan Kroenke, coached by Sean McVay, GM'd by Les Snead, quarterback by Matthew Stafford, are considering trading for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude, thumbs down, thumbs that, that's down. What would, that's what he did with uh, like the Star Wars videos. Like when he would be like, "Oh, uh, the Star Wars movie, uh, directed by J.J. Abrams, uh, screenplay by." Uh, Kathleen, it's like, bro, <laughs> what are you, what are you reading Wikipedia as you're giving this, if as you're doing this video, like that, but that's all I'm saying, man. Like I, I, every once in a while, I see a few of those, those like posts on Twitter and I'm just like, fam, what are we talking about that for? That I one mean, dude that only talks about uniform. I swear he doesn't even care about the game. Uh, I know what you're talking about. He's specifically what I'm talking about. Yeah, like, like I get, like he's a graphic designer, but my god, oh god, it's like, bro, I get it, but it's like your entire account is about this. They can literally literally be like, they could be tomorrow. They could be like, we're re-signing OBJ. Da 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 da. He'll be in the comments when OBJ gets number thirteen. I hope it's in this jersey. You're just like, why are you here? Like. Oh my god. Stop. It's, it's like here's the thing, this is what I'll say. The only jersey they need, and I'm not saying a black one wouldn't be cool, but the only jersey they need is they need a yellow top to commem- uh, commemorate the nineteen fifty one NFL champion Rams. That's what they need to do. Because yeah. that team is so important to the history of the franchise. People don't get it. Elroy Crazy Legs Hirsch had one of the most dominant seasons. He had yeah. like twenty something touchdowns in twelve games. He had 1,700 yards in 12 games. He also was part of the next dynasty. And obviously, they didn't become a dynasty. They should have been. But he was part of the next era of Rams football. He he was the GM that drafted Merlin Olsen, Deacon Jones, right. Roman Gabriel, uh, Charlie Cowan. I mean, this guy was so important. Norm Van Brocklin, Bob Waterfield were mega important. Bob Waterfield won uh, two two titles essentially with the Rams. I mean, that's the thing is like, you got to commemorate that team. That team had the bull elephant backfield. Uh, you know, you talk about De- Deacon Dan Towler, dude averaged like what? Four, 5.4 yards per carry for his career. He was insane. I mean, this, that's the thing. Like, I want to see Tank younger, Tank younger. And uh, the other one that I'm forgetting about. I could not remember his name. Either. Dick Horner. Dick Horner. That's it. That bull elephant backfield would have absolutely destroyed in today's game. I think they had Kenny Washington. I think they did. That was the, the first ever black NFL player, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. I mean, that's... This is a buddy of Robinson at UCLA. Yeah. That's a huge deal, you know? So... I don't know. I just feel like we got to commemorate that team more. I know they they wore it in 1995. They had Jerome Bettis in the yellow top, but that uh, I that 
that for me, bro, like, if they go soul, I'm in. Because, like, that's the one that I remember so much, like, when Jerome Bettis was wearing it for the 75-year joint. Like, I and thought that joint looked dope. Let's get the white pants with the stripe, man. That way, yeah, we got the white pants now. Let's go, like, yeah, like you, you get white pants because they're gonna need that, right? I mean, if you think about it, like they're gonna need it because they don't have a white, like, pants set. They only have bone. They have yellow and they have blue. So I feel like bone looks like white, but no, it's like the. Yeah, bone looks like white until you wear the white ones, and then you have yeah until you wear a full bone. Trust Same me, about the bone. Like when the bone. My bone jersey, it feels like it's a very dirty white. Yeah, I like the bone, like because I have a certain one. Uh, you know, it looks kind of, it looks more like tan, if you will. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's like there's sometimes on TV it looks really cool, and there's sometimes on TV it looks really bad. And ironically, in the dome, I don't feel like it looks that good. Like when they're they're at SoFi, I don't think it looks that good. It looks the better Ravens, when it was a row. The Ravens game, I kind of like the bone. The bone looked nice in the Ravens game. It looked better on the road to me. Yeah, because if they're out in like the open air, I think it looks better on TV. Yeah, because in that Ravens game, that was an ugly game. I fit. I felt it fit the it fit the mood of the game. Like it was an ugly game. It was a. Ugly uniform. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, for a lot of fans, it's the ugly uniform. So it's just was like, you know. But, um, yeah, I'd be, I'm, I'm in for a soul uh, top or whatever in the white pants. Like, do you – now, with everybody flipping they, flipping they, uh having these alternate helmets, you, you think they're going to flip the, the, the next one? Y'all think they're going to flip it and do something? Uh, I, I mean, I think a lot of people want the blue and white, but y'all think they're going to go a little different different route with it? I don't think they'll do the blue and white again. That was kind of paying homage, but I mean, it, as much as I like the fearsome horse and rams, like I've interviewed a couple guys that are on that squad, uh, let's be honest here, they didn't win anything. Like, we love them, but and they should have won, but they That's didn't. True. So if we're going to honor any team, it should be the 45 champions and the 51 champions. You know? As long as we don't have the blue on blue again, we are cursed with those jerseys. Oh, the blueberry? Yeah, I'm out. You look like we're blue tops and blue pants. I just don't like them because we lose. I mean, the Derek Goff days. That's the yellow the reason I don't like the blue. The best. Yeah, the yellow, the yellow pants are on. And the throwback. The, the, the all blue don't bother me. It's just the fact they haven't won in them. It's just like, bro, we, it's just not a good vibe in those. Let the let the kids run, wear those. The rookies and the preseason, let them wear them. <laughs> That's it. Like, don't, <laughs> didn't, don't. didn't they wear them? Didn't Price Perkins wear them against? Yeah, they wore them last year. Yeah. yeah. And then they wore, them that, they wore them that Cardinal game and everybody lost their mind. Oh, yeah. yeah you know, Demoff said that I think it was Demoff or was it? I think it was Demoff. Demoff was on the um, them personnel. He was saying that um, the ass that they had to veto the all blue for the playoff yeah. game um, because some of the players wanted to wear all blue, and then they end up vetoing it and going with the blue and yellow. 
Oh. I he think said he said it. Ramsey wanted to do the all blue. It was like, but they got word from, <laughs> I think they saw the reaction from the last time. It was like, please don't wear all blue. Don't do it. If do I not was, do that. If I saw Jaden, that was one who vetoed the thing, I would have smacked the shit out of him. No. It's <laughs> like, bro, no. like we, I like, you, we Jayden, don't, we no. Yeah, just fuck go I blue and yellow, dog. Know. We good in there. We have one chill with the blue. The fuck you mean you want to go out? Blue? Yeah, right, right. So, because for me, like, what, like we, we talk about the bone. I like the blown bone with the blue pants. I like that look. All the Vikings, oh. or do you like the where we at the Vikings where it was the bone and the yellow? Because I remember we the bone. Were, and, I like the bone and yellow, but the modern look kills that look. But when they do bone with the blue pants, I like that. I like that one. The most. What color? When did we wear, wear? When did we wear that combination? What game? The blue and yellow. Yeah. No, the blue and the bone and blue. Um, when they beat Seattle in the playoffs, they wore them. Did Sean McVay finally oh. break that? I don't remember. Did he break that streak of like leading at halftime and not losing? Yeah. Wasn't it against the Winers, the six Niners. Yeah, it was the against Niners the Niners. Finally broke it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kyle broke it. Yeah, week eighteen, right? Yeah. Yep. Good. I didn't want that hanging over his head any longer. That was it a good was, record was, too. I love posting that. I was, I was, I was flexing that more than he did. I was flexing that every time. Yeah, like, but you see this to see Sean McVay go back, back down to earth. Like, okay, I know you win constantly now, but. There's there's some point in your life where you gotta like stop hanging so high on that and just get back down to it. And then we went to go win on the Super Bowl, which was pretty awesome. I mean, but do we have to? Lose I feel like count? it was a trade off. He lost the record and won the won the chip. Yep. I think we'll take that every day. Yeah, we'll all take that. We we oh, suffer yeah. through that. We we suffer through that three point. Debacle. So we'll all take this one. I will say the Rams never would have recovered if they lost to the Niners at their home to like miss out on going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I can just imagine the heartbreak. I would. I would like. I mean, that's ball. like Thanos not losing in Endgame. Like he just yeah. beat everybody again. That's like him slumping Captain America before everybody gets there. Like <laughs> it's like it didn't even matter. It's like yeah, we we're coming through the portal. It doesn't matter. I've already killed Cap. Doesn't yeah. matter. Oh, the rest of you are done. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it would have like, hurt. Or like Kang the Conqueror showed up and just murdered everybody. <laughs> You're right. Just out of nowhere. Because I was telling, I was telling everybody. I said it from the moment, <laughs> the moment that it was official that we had nine. I said, look, I don't care about nothing as long as we get to the bowl. In our building, I don't care how we get there. I don't care about the record. At some point, just get there. I said, I don't. I they have to be. I, I'm not watching the bowls. We're not in it. I'm so serious. I mean, and if the Niners beat them, that would have been the start of a curse. Because we've seen it in in sports. I, I you know, I told you on Je Live. I've been watching the Captain uh, Derek Uter documentary. I mean. There were moments where it was like when the Yankees lost to the Marlins and the Diamondbacks, it was like they were cursed. They didn't go to the World Series for six years. And Mm -hmm. then the bug game against – I mean, that's why I hate Cleveland, by the way. Do you guys remember the Cleveland bug game? (laughs) Our pitcher got swarmed on the mound by, like, bugs. 
Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, they were like it was like a curse. Bugs, flies, or Legit mosquitoes. Bugs, man. Oh hell, that, that's that's terrifying. That's the that's bro. Good. That's some Nicolas Cage movie type. <laughs> no, Nicolas Cage would have been on the mound screaming like an axe murderer. Bees. Oh, Imagine Nicolas Cage pitching. That is the greatest thing. Like, does he bro, scream every time he throws it? <laughs> Will we yeah, when he get a strike, right yeah. When he get a strike, beach. when he strike him out, he screams. Oh my god, he just screams like Jesse. But like, just not to get too far, but just talking about that Niner game. That game made no sense because I don't know, bro. Like, I, I said this before. I talked about this on Spaces a couple months back. After November, I felt like. I wasn't nervous about any game after that. I probably was more anxious in the postseason, but I wasn't nervous about them. Even with them losing in Week 18, I didn't – I wasn't like, ah, I don't know about us. Like, like after seeing November, it was just like and how they climbed out of that. And in December, they they found it won't pretty. And I, I felt – I've said this before. I felt like they needed to go through that. It's like it ain't gonna be this just this flashy empty set, you know type of type of wins every week. You know, it's gonna be ugly ones. You gotta you gotta deal with the, the weather and all that and you gotta you gotta deal with the crowds and it's just different 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 advantages gonna pop up and to be the champion you gotta you gotta go through all that. So it felt like I was watching an anime arc, like Dragon Ball Z type arc. Just fucking, you know, we, we played the first week, or like going against fucking uh, the Genyu Force, even though they won, they won, they won the first body swap. Oh my god! And then the second game, we're we're, we're fighting Broly or Frieza. Broly or Frieza? Well, most, most yeah, I think. I think it, nah because Broly took a lot harder for us to beat. So which was, Broly the 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 re the re the retcon Broly or the old old Broly? Oh, the, the menace Broly, the menace Broly. Literally, I mean, Broly. both versions are menacing. Menacing. Ricky but and Marvel. Really like, did, what the hell are you talking? No, 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 no. Dra- Dragon Ball Z and anime world to me is basic. It's I'm sorry, it just really is. It's the same routine, every arc <laughs> after arc. <laughs> It's just. I mean, it, it, Ball Z. Well, you, you see it. It's, just, it's the so, same move. If you're watching, it's the same move, same kick, same punches, everything. A scream, a Kamehameha, or the <laughs> ultimate slide. Kamehameha is goaded. It's goaded. That's it, man. It, 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 it's basic. Like, I'm like well past that in my anime stuff. So I, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. All right. I think when you look at the Rams season, it really was like it was like watching Goku fight in Dragon Ball Z. How like he initially gets the upper hand on everybody at the beginning, and then they have to make it hard on him, and then he wins in the end anyway. That's what we call a shonen manga, Jake. Yeah, and protagonist. Take One Piece. Luffy fights so many pirates and so many guys, and he gets his ass kicked badly. 
to the point where he's unconscious, he's bleeding everywhere. But then that final push, he gets strength. That's literally how the Ramses want. You want to get a lot of tough. Because the NFC Championship, no timeouts. Uh, we're down and dead. We're dead. The offense was dead. <laughs> and it was like. I, I, I'm sitting there. I'm watching the Discord, too. I'm going to check the Discord. They're all melting down. They're, they're in panic mode for three hours. I was it's, a, it's, it's a funny thing to watch grown men do that. But um, And I'm just like, we're going to win this. I don't know how it's going. I don't know how it's going to happen. But we're, I, when they scored and they went up, and I was like, they probably won't score again. I was like, we we good. I know the score says one thing, but we're fine. And I don't know why, bro. I just didn't. Even with McVay wilding with the challenges and all the timeouts, like, it was just like, this is the most, like, <laughs> chaotic thing ever. This is it the is most fit. game we ever played. This is like it, But it fit the season. It was just like, this is so chaotic. And it probably doesn't need to be, but it. That's how this works. This is how it works. And it's like, fam. You know, we've all talked about it probably a million times, but when Cup catch that pass, bro, and he's breaking three pro people, and they finally get him down, and he's like, he powered up. Like, he hit his UI, bro. Like, he went UI right there. And it was like... He was so mad. I, I felt the same way. Like, and I... When he did it, the building shook, bro. Like, because yeah. we never I see Cup doing that. Never. Cup never My shows boy. like Cup give a handshake, high five. You know, good good touchdown, y'all. You know, back 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 to the sideline. He ain't I doing know. all the. He, he might do a little flashy stuff here. Him and OBJ had little handshakes and stuff. That was that was swaggy, but you know, OBJ. Oh, you know, like. Play to play, he didn't really celebrate. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. for him to do that, it was like that's how you knew. Like, oh no, nah, we ain't we ain't losing, we ain't losing, we ain't losing. But I could watch this. I could watch that whole postseason at, like front to back. <laughs> like, when we won that game against the 49ers, it felt like when Goku uh, hit the last finishing punch on Broly. Broly had us. Oh. And he had him bad. He had him against the crater. Then go caught him over, just took that punch and just punched straight through Broly. It felt like that, bro. Felt like I, I was I like, we were losing I men. Didn't... We lost Higby. How many people did we lose that game? Oh, boy. In the championship? Yeah, how many did we lose? That's uh, another thing. Not having Higby in the Super Bowl does not get talked about enough. At all. Enough. Right. It's not even mentioned. I mean, the Bengals, like, I like people will still. And it's not even like Bengals fans anymore that complain. It's the people that bet on the Bengals. Um, yeah, it's because, people that lost to parlay. I'd be saying it every time. Yeah, they'll be like, "Oh my god!" Like Cooper Cup clearly didn't get held. Like it wasn't that big of a deal. Well, first off, first off, he was. You're only showing that one part. It was at the beginning of the route anyway. He grabs him. But secondly, even still, that's a flag. Third, uh, D- Daryl Henderson was held the play before. Uh, yeah. Can you imagine Rams fans that Daryl Henderson scored the go-ahead touchdown? I mean, there are a lot of Daryl Henderson haters out there. 
They would have lost their minds. They would have melted. Oh, they would have. They would be. They would have been mad that it wasn't Cam Akers. Yeah, they no. They would have been mad. They would have been mad it won't Sony. They were like, why? Why Sony didn't get? The ball? Oh yeah, why? Why didn't Sony get? Yeah, because Sony will be here next year, right? Like, come on. But uh, like, relax. Yeah. So we won. Yeah, you held Henderson. You ripped Jalen Ted off. I mean, thank no God, one, thank God it wasn't like the Lions game where literally the Eagles just ex- ex- exorcism his head. I saw him like reach his shoulder, his head like turned all the way to his shoulder. I love when he goes up to Sean McVay and he's like, "Everyone saw that. It, it's awful. We just gotta move on." Like I love that. Like Sean McVay was admitting to how bad that was. I couldn't believe it, bro. I couldn't believe what I saw on my screen when it happened. I just I assumed like, it was getting called back, so I didn't care. And then when I was like, wait, wait, you mean to tell me they're not calling that back? And people talk about the the refs rigged it for us. I said, sir, I they know, got a and, whole score from the refs. I mean, without with all due respect, and I don't mean to be mean, but this ain't the WNBA. Everyone <laughs> and their mother was watching this game. <laughs> yeah, so the, the world the was watching know, this. Even the, even the animals knew that. That, that, was, that was a flag. The world was watching. Everybody saw that non-call. Nope, someone didn't like my WNBA comment. Uh, I didn't even, like, watch the, like, I watched half the championship game and the bowl game on an 85-inch TV. And, like, third quarter on, I watched it on my phone through my brother's TV because I could not stand watching it blew up like that. Oh, I just, I I don't know what you're looking at if you're not looking at where the ball is going. Uh, Deep ball by Joe Burrow down the field. Right after the first half, like, all – I mean, all eyes should be on where the ball is going. I, I don't know how you miss it, but um, – Because it cause honestly people... made me not respect T. Higgins that much. I mean, you're telling me you can't beat Ramsey without raking his face mask like you're Ric Flair? I mean, come on now. And that's the thing, too, because I've been seeing that a lot lately where people just want to – they want to kill Ramsey for that play. And be like, oh yeah, he see he's not that really that good. I'm like, fam, y'all have two e- examples of y'all proof that he's not the best corner anymore. And these examples are horrible. Oh, yeah, Chase made a great play. We're not gonna take that away from Chase. Good play. Chase, Chase and was and I, other than that, though, where's the other ones? Because I'm like, what what else did they do to Ramsey? Don't tell me. Don't show me that still shot of him on the ground. When oh, I know. when when Donald threw Burrow in the crowd, who cares? Like, what are we talking about? Like, that that means nothing. That's well, worse. If he had than more the... time, he would have thrown it. Okay, and if the Rams like, had probably more to time, the defense, the Patriots both times. Like, like imagine if, if, if he did. Spain couldn't hand, if your best, probably your best offensive line didn't like. Because I bring this up because don't nobody ever bring this up. I say if Ramsey jumps that route a split second more, <laughs> a few plays before. Oh, he would have took. He jumps that route at the per. If he gets the timing right and he gets that, that's a pick six, and it's God bless, good night. They told him not to do that, though. You could tell they were telling him to play it safe because if you miss that, oh man. Yeah, you miss that. It's it's yeah. It's lights. It's lights out the other way. So, but but here here's what I'll say. It's like it's the same thing as saying, well, if the Bills made all those field goals, they'd have four Super Bowls. Well, you didn't. Like I mean, it's just it's a loser's argument. It, it, bro, thank you. That's what I th- and 
And I hate having to go there with people that I don't know in the comment section, but I'd be like, bro, you sound like a loser. Like, yeah. this, this mentality is like, who's your team? Because they have to be a, a poverty franchise. Because you just sound like you, you root for loser stuff. You're telling me all these hypotheticals. If the sun was a certain angle, when who, what, what does it matter? We have to live in reality. We, this, this, these shoulda, coulda, wouldas. We don't, Rams don't get no shoulda, coulda, wouldas. So they don't either. I don't want to hear it. Like, I, my, my, uh, my people's, his, his pops was arguing the whole, the holding call. He was saying, he was, he was saying they wanted us to win. I said, bruh, look at the, look at the play, bro. He was only mad because he picked the Bengals. That <laughs> That's was what it. I'm saying, man. It's like, and I said, bro, you really lost the parlay. Game, Let's keep it a buck. Don't don't do the whole they rigged it. No, you lost the parlay. I tried to tell you who to pick. You didn't want to listen to me. And I'm like, I told so you who to go with. Here. If OBJ doesn't get hurt, they had no game plan. Their entire game oh, plan. They had nothing it for him. It was, it was out. Right they just didn't want Cooper Cup to get the ball. That was, that was their, their entire game plan. They got lucky. That was their whole they this and this is what I this was what I love getting into that discussion because I said, "Fam, y'all really had nothing for this team." I said, "Your game plan for AD was hope he don't get there." That was your <laughs> whole thing. Joe Burrow got sacked almost eight times, man. So the the Rams you, and you couldn't you couldn't slide protection because why would you do that? Because you you saw what happened at the end of the game when you thought when you did it. Like let's go let him have one v one with whoever is in front of him. Really, that's ninety nine. Are we doing this? You really testing that? We're doing it. So it's like <laughs> you didn't have nothing for him, and we saw what happened with Odell. It's like, fam, everybody can see it. Yeah, I mean, nine was on. Nine was on point. If like, Tyler Higby is in that game, even when Odell gets hurt, it's a blowout. They had no answers. They had nothing for that offense, bro. I'm like, they fam, we like, didn't even have the full offense. We had to what Van hurt Veronic for crying out loud. That was our last hey, line of defense. Van hey, played Van hurt. Too? Henderson yeah. had Van a, played uh, hurt. Hendo came up. Ankle sprain. We had Bladen out. We was down to Bryce Hopkins. They we was down to people we had only seen recently on the field. Ben Skoranek, who had dropped pretty much what would have been the game winner in Week 18 against the Niners. So, we, we don't speak mm, about fake. It, it's a, that that it's drop a, is triggering. I swear it is. But one of the worst he, moments in our life. But he's gonna get there. I'm gonna put that forward. He's gonna get there. He's he, y'all, but gonna get him right. But um, is he gonna make the squad? Oh yeah. I mean, you know that's on him. He got to put the work in. But you got to put work in the hands because he can't be. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. You got you got to put the work in, bro. That's just that's just what it is. But yeah, man, I. I I, at this point, like I, when I see those comments, bro, because I see it, and it's like people are still saying this, and we're in August. Like, bro, this these these opinions is so stale. Like, they're really still, regurgitated crap, though. It's I mean, really bad. It's just I'm, the same I, stuff. The, it's like the worst one I'm seeing now is I, I know ten quarterbacks offhand that would have won with that Rams team. I'm like, oh, oh Jesus sure. Christ, really? We doing that now? I mean, really? But y'all called us frauds in February and in, in November. So what? What do we? Would, would Mahomes have won that? Because I guarantee you, he wouldn't have. Because he already proved he couldn't beat the Bengals. 
I said, bro, oh, it's oh. probably four quarterbacks that would have won with that team. Four, oh, and I'm being generous. I don't think I don't think Brady wins that. I don't think Brady wins that. I'll tell you right now, Stafford did stuff I don't think most guys would have done because Brady would have been yelling at his receivers for not going up and making plays. Oh yeah, Brady would have yeah. imploded because he didn't have OBJ. He didn't have, you know, Cooper Cup is getting doubled, tripled, quadrupled. Like Brady no would not defense. have won that with no running game. Brady would not have won that without a Gronkowski. And then you look at Aaron Rodgers, you know, like Aaron Rodgers might not have won it because he hasn't won a Super Bowl since he's become one of the best quarterbacks in football. I think he's allergic, the best. he's allergic to the playoffs. He's allergic to the playoffs. So then who else is going to win it? Mahomes? No. Mahomes is too casual with the football. He turned the ball over. I mean, there's no reason the Chiefs shouldn't have been in the Super Bowl. He absolutely but, gave that I, 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 I told you. I think we talked about it back then, like – I don't know why Andy Reid was doing the Axe Madden button, like the whole. I don't know why half. he was just like throw it up. It's uh, Tyree Kill's got to be down there somewhere. Meme. It's like, like you just hitting the Madden button right now, Reid. Like what is what like, is these did plays? You forget, did you forget that you have Travis Kelsey? Like I mean, like I I just don't I don't know what happened in that second half. I can't still you guys, can't you guys figure that out. Understand? Andy Reid was looking at the menu at the. Oh man, the waffle. Oh god. So then, so then, Josh Allen. My argument there would be Josh Allen, tools wise, yes, but Josh Allen has not been in that moment. So who knows? He can get there just as defense gives up on him every single time against the Chiefs. They implode. So then. So who else would would be in the conversation if I don't think Brady? Four, if I don't the four think you Mahomes, named is the ones Rogers. I was going with. Even with Josh, I you know he ain't been there yet, so I can't really name him. But I'm like, fam, like I they, like Jackson, when you say ten, it's like, bro, you're naming like seven of the dudes haven't even been that far. That's so exactly how are you my saying point. that? It's like, so it's like you telling Tyler me Murray was would have been one of his picks. Yeah. The dude and the dude tried to. He really tried to argue. He started listening. I said, "Fam, I know the quarterbacks. You don't have to do this." Like, oh my god, wait- Tyler Murray doesn't even want to play in a Super Bowl. He would have an anxiety attack. He would have to study his. <laughs> yeah, he would have to do his homework first, and that's his kryptonite. Like, my man really got scheduled homework. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray would crumble under the pressure of a Super Bowl. Like he would fumble like seven times. He would run around like he, a little, he, little kid with candy. All that, all that, all that hype he had, man. And I was always saying, I said, "Yo, I, I think he's cool, but I won't drink in the Kool Aid." And I'm, I'm not even touching that picture now. Like, don't even bring that to the table. Like, we're, we're done with that. Like, that ain't got no sugar in it. That ain't the right color. No, no, thank you. No, don't. No, give me something else. Like, that ain't gonna work. Chargers he, fans he, would tell you that Justin Herbert would win the Super Bowl, even though they didn't even make the playoffs. This is the thing too. It's like I like Jay Herbo. They should be hype about him. But let's let the man build his resume first. Him and Burrow. That's my only argument. When I see that that tier two stuff with with Stafford, I'm like, wait a minute. You're putting Mm. guys that haven't built their resume yet above a guy who y'all said wasn't going to get it done. Stafford won and, with all these backups, and Burrow had everybody. He even had Uzama still play. That's my thing. I'm like, when everything fell apart, he didn't budge. He yeah. didn't budge. How'd I got Herbert above Matthew? 
I don't think many do, but the the reason his reasoning, I'm gonna be honest, his reasoning for putting nine tier two was bull to me. It was a lot of like palatudes, bro. It was just word salad babble. (laughs) It was just like, bro, what is? Well, you know, he the the defense. He just started rambling off stuff that had nothing to do. I'm talking about him. We, what are you telling me about the defense for? Because you can't sit here and be like, well, you know, they didn't win because of him. Like you're lying, right? Because the Bucks game exists. What are you talking about? That's another situation where everything fell apart. He didn't budge. He didn't crumble. He didn't crumble. And the other and, and the other folks who want to keep telling me about the dropped interception, bruh, let it go. Seriously. I don't Stafford wouldn't crumble in that either. He would have been like, okay. It's defense. like, y'all, y'all must have forgot how much time was on the clock when that play happened. It wasn't over if he gets that. Y'all couldn't score anyway at that point. Y'all was shut. The run game was completely dead. It was all on Jimmy G's arm. You telling me he was going to sling it down the field after that? If they did make the interception, stop it. Y'all know that's a lie. Check Y'all know that's a lie. Like, I don't, I don't hold on to one play. I'm like, bro, it's a whole game that happened. We can't use one play. You using one play to excuse you losing? That's how you try to fix the denial. But also, you're in. They, got, they forget that Kyle Shannon just fucking chokes on the game that he's supposed to win. He chokes. He starts with like Atlanta, Atlanta feelings. Now this ain't every Niner fan, but the, shout out to the ones who 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 who've been classy about it. Because I I know a handful that hit me up after that. You know, Gate Show Love and all that. We talked about the whole game, and it was it was dope. So that ain't about every fan, but the other ones. You know who they are. They, are. They, they live on Twitter. And it's just like, fam, like, y'all are exhausting. Like, <laughs> y'all are exhausting with it. Like, I saw the most true uh, tweet the other day. Uh, this, this dude was just like, man, I'm on vacation from work. Now I need a vacation from Twitter. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> it's so bad. Seriously, though. Seriously, though. Like, because it, it, it's bad, bro. And I feel like th- this past, like, month, was that spot of the offseason where stupidity just, just spikes, where you're just seeing stupid stuff. You know, I think it's enough I think it's enough time has went past just the Super Bowl for me to say this, and it's like, oh, Dak's better than Stafford. You're just like, why are you making this post, bro? Like, what is the point? Like... You don't have nothing to talk about for your own team. Yeah, I I think, um, you know, just kind of to wrap this up, I still I haven't decided if I'm going to go live on YouTube tonight or or not. I mean, it's a Sunday, so I don't know. But um, but yeah, I just think, you know, at the end of the day, Stafford was dealt the most, like, conjumbled deck of cards in the Super Bowl. And he thrived. You know, he had the two interceptions, and neither were his fault. And he thrived. He's the only quarterback in NFL history to not win Super Bowl MVP throwing three touchdowns in the Super Bowl. Uh, Is it Stafford, or, you know, is it the media that refused to finally admit that they were wrong? It's a a portion of the media that 
they're in denial, bro. Like I'm telling you, I've I've said it all the way back to the trade. They were in denial about the trade because they swore it was impossible to move JG. So ever since then, it just the, they're running out of room though to move the goalpost now. Like they're running out of room. That's how I feel. Feels that way. So even she's pissed about it. <laughs> yeah. So, guys, it's uh, it's been fun. Another successful episode. Shout out to those who've been chilling with us, Darius, Steve. I think Julio was in here for a second too. Shout out to yeah. Y'all. We had First, some people drop out because of my WNBA analogy. So, sorry. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh, definitely well. offended some people, but hey, yeah. it, it made sense to what I was saying. But yeah, it was uh, in context, people. Context, you know. Yeah, exactly. So we'll have uh, episodes uh, twenty-five and we'll have twenty-six, which will be the watch party. Um, so hopefully, you guys tune in for that, and we'll just be taking calls and chatting you know, during the game. Um. And then uh, we got MCU Edge on Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. So hopefully you guys can do that if you're into the MCU. I, uh, you know, definitely recommend that. An open forum. This is all open forum. Anyone at any time can call in. So don't don't be a stranger if you want to talk. Uh, you're more than welcome. But that's going to do it for this one. I'm Jake Ellenbogen. Thank you all for joining me. This has been episode 24 of Ram's Edge. You can find all of our podcast episodes on all social on all uh, podcast platforms, uh, you can follow me on social media at JK Bogan, and uh, you can find me over on YouTube, Jake Allen Bogan. That's gonna do it. Later, guys. See you, Jake. See you later.